The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. W229HE Atlanta, the most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Happy Valentine's Eve with Chuck and Chernoff on The Fan. Why is that important? Well, if you haven't done anything... Like you're going to go scrounging the Walmart aisle for the remaining shoebox Valentine's cards you're at. So we're going to take care of you in a moment with a Valentine's Day gift package to save the day. We are saving Valentine's Day. That is the task. Way better than a women's sampler. That's exactly right. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan on FM at 93.7, on the mighty AM at 680, and of course on the 680 The Fan mobile app. The 4 o'clock hour of our show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. All right, caller 5 at 404-231-1680. You are in. That's simple. If you have not done a bit of shopping, you haven't thought about your loved ones, you haven't thought about your significant other, your spouse, we are taking care of you by saving Valentine's Day with a memorable Valentine's prize package. All you have to do Sneak out of the house tomorrow morning to come pick it up. And if you typically give her the gift in the morning, say, honey, something special, I want to change it up, we'll do it tonight over a romantic dinner. You bring home a sack of crystals in this gift pack, and whoa. Mm-hmm. Tell you right now, lighting the lamp will happen for you. The uh, Law and Order Marathon, bag of hamburgers. I mean, that's romance. Uh, you are caller number five. Who's this? This is Andrew. Andrew, congratulations. We are saving Valentine's Day for you. You haven't done a bit of shopping, have you? Sure haven't. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, nine years. Yeah, I could tell. So do you guys do any gifts for Valentine's Day typically? Will she give you something? No, no. Uh, thankfully, my wife's not big on these types of holidays. Okay, so this is going to come as a big surprise to her when you walk in with this big prize package that you don't have to tell her you won, that you just say, hey, honey, I took care of you. I went out of the way to, to put all this together. Maybe tell her you won it. No, no, no. Absolutely. no. You want, you want her to think you put in a lot of effort. So, all right, take a listen here, Andrew. Congratulations. Here's DT to tell you about your big package. 
Congratulations, Andrew. You've won the You're the Right One Baby package. You need something to hold your coffee as you watch the Truth Telling Network each morning? Well, don't worry. We got his and her mugs, and they look best on the right side of the table. Definitely not a blue pill. The Right One Baby package includes a prescription from Dr. Medina, which is guaranteed to fix your love life in 2024. (laughs) Show your love for your spouse as well as your political ideology. With this extra 106.3 T-shirt. That's Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. Extra 106.3. Honey, talk house majority. Andrew, Mm. congratulations. This prize package is yours from your love station, 680 The Fan. Amazing. I hear it in your voice. Hold on one second, Andrew. We'll get some info from you. This, What a great surprise. Maybe tell her you won this. Like Somebody else put this together. You don't want to claim this as your effort. I don't know. You don't. Listen. She doesn't have to know. Damn it. She's like, what am I getting? An extra 1063 t shirt? Everybody loves a t shirt. I don't care what time of year it is. Everybody loves it. It's a sleep shirt. It's a beach shirt. It's a around the house shirt. Cut or, the sleeves off. Now it's a. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's, on, shirt. maybe it's on the floor after. You get my drift on the right side of the room. So we'll do it again at five o'clock. Another prize package, a Valentine's Day, saving Valentine's Day oh, for boy. you all coming up in five o'clock. You're welcome from the Love Masters at 680 The Fam. Uh, This news feels fraudulent to me, and I think one Atlanta GM would agree. I'll share that with you coming up in five minutes. But first, Charles thinks Sunday in Vegas was a wake-up call for some, and he's hoping some in Flowery Branch were at least paying attention. Yeah, at least one person. I'm talking Scary Terry. Uh, He should be super motivated, Um, and he should be super motivated because didn't come in exactly shoulder to shoulder, but... Together, he and the coach came in. Now the coach has already been looked at. And like, eh, you're fired. All right. And Terry Fontenot, uh, what up with you? Are you going to be at the press conference? Are you going to be involved in this? Are you still going to be in the organization? A lot of questions being asked from the outside. He's still there. We have been assured from the franchise. Oh, no, it was all conjectured. That's fine. When I say I hope that the Super Bowl Sunday in Vegas was a wake-up call to Terry Fontenot. Call him TF. It's okay. The Chiefs are not special because of Kelsey or Sammy Watkins or Cheetah or Clyde Edwards-Elair or or they're special because of the quarterback. Um, This cannot be, and I don't know, I don't know how a GM would survive this. This cannot be draft four slash season four with no legitimate vision for that position. You're saying invest. You. You yeah. cannot you to have now. anything other than top-of-the-line assets, whether it's draft, mm-hmm. players that you trade, free agents, whatever. You have to solve this position before anything else can even be evaluated fully. Kyle Pitts, I was thinking this morning, Matt, I was such a huge fan. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so – we should have turned out better than this. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't still know about Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts because he hasn't had great quarterback play yet or even good. So – at this point, there is no scenario where eight somehow was not connected mm-hmm. either to a trade-up or, mm-hmm. quote, reach um, a Bo Nix or Penix or whomever at eight. Like, so this I, has to I be I don't know addressed. if it has to be eight, but I know this offseason you have to legit invest. This can't be Jacoby Brissett and Sam Hartman. And It can't, it can't be. It's got to be. We're, now, we'll kill you if you get it wrong. We're killing you for not investing now. If you get it wrong, we'll kill you too. But you didn't try. No, you haven't tried yet, and that's a, a, an issue. Like this, get, this, the worry part to me is this was part of Terry Fondo's actual vision. Yeah, and I understood He really did it. look at Mariota and said he can be oh, a no, bridge no, no, no. until the third round Yeah, Mariota was just to hold it over. Their vision, and I understood it in time, was 
we think if we surround a mid-level quarterback with enough, we can do it. Now, it didn't work out because, A, they didn't coach Ritter up. Ritter never stopped making the turnovers. uh, Any number of reasons. But now is the time you have a new head coach. Salary cap is fine. There are some options available. Now, you have to get them, right? Like, you could have all the the want to go get Kirk Cousins. He's got to agree to come. You could have all the want to uh, trade for Justin Fields. They might not like your offer. You could have all the want in the world to trade up to three to get Jaden Daniels, and New England might turn it down. But you've got to figure out a way to not walk away this offseason with, like I just said, Brissett and Sam Hartman. Like, you will lose people in a way that even if you tell them it's good business, I'm not going to reach and make a bad deal. That might be true. You can't just be a nomad in the NFL world without the quarterback at some point. There is a chance that they look around and say, we'll bring in Mac Jones, we'll bring in Zach Wilson, we'll bring in every guy who was drafted and had some talent at one point and hasn't had it happen. Mm. Um, We need arms. They're going to do something, though, with legitimate assets, Mm -hmm. which – it's, it's it's borderline unbelievable that you had a brand-new administration and three seasons came and went without them ever investing in quarterback. Now, there's context. They had a quarterback when they got here that they thought was going to be here longer. The owner wanted Deshaun. Not much longer, but, no, but no, you're no. right. You're right. We, we don't know that. They wanted to extend Ryan, so their hope was he was going to be here two or three years. They were going to extend him. They were going to use money in his contract to open up more salary cap space. I say the owner, I don't know this without, you know, I don't know this for 100%. I feel it was Deshaun Watson that Arthur Blank wanted. I think that was all Arthur. So at that point, Matt gets mad, Matt's leave. So you're scrambling. Doesn't give, I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm giving them context for, like, they thought Ryan was going to be here two or three years. Then they go for Deshaun. All right, there's our answer. It's not Deshaun. Okay, now we're scrambling for Mariota. We're going to draft Ritter in the middle, and, and here we are quickly three years One later. One issue about that is and that could have been it, and I was actually pushing for that, especially after the first year. I was like, hmm, maybe Matt still got it. I wasn't he was, the coach. He was in decline, though. Okay. I, but that's what I'm saying. I wasn't the coach. I wasn't at practice every day. Matt Ryan was still there playing for a year or two until whatever happened, whoever, whether it was the coach, the GM, or the owner, said, or Rich, they'd go get Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, the evaluation from Coach Arthur and the rest of that staff was, yep, Matt Ryan still got it. Matt Ryan did not still have it. He was and in so decline. they even had, I'm saying, if they would have kept him right. by plan, Deshaun would have never been available. They would have rolled right along with Matt Ryan, and they would have found out four or five games into the next season, wow, he's done. Totally could have been. Absolutely. So There's, their vision yeah. with Matt Ryan wasn't even accurate. Probably not, no. So this, uh. at this point, if it's just about money, and, and what I just said, so you're killing him for not investing, I've done the same thing. When they offer Kirk Cousins two years and $80 million. Sold. Okay, you're going to have a lot of people going, why am I paying that guy $40 Because the word on Kirk is he wants guaranteed money, and he wants more than a year. If it's just the money, it's just the money, but it's a salary cap sport where that's going to limit you. If you do Kirk for 40 you can't do much else. If I don't get better quarterback play, I'm wasting Drake and Bijan. Don't and disagree. Don't disagree at all. But you can't have, not you, but people can't have their cake and eat it too and go, well, all right, I want Kirk and I want uh, the top wide receiver. And I want the DA. You can't do all that stuff. I can't have Kaderil Hodges' entire career come and go without ever having a good quarterback play. Um, have you all seen a bunch of the videos again? This has happened every year after the Super Bowl where these people breaking TVs. Oh, angry fans. and I, yeah. They're all fake for the most part, but they're still highly entertaining. If I was to rank them this year, there is one, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's the Kansas City fan who's up close to the 65-inch TV. Oh, no. And he's going nuts after the Chiefs win the game. Then there's the guy who owns the house who's a Niner fan. Colin, you seen this one? And he goes after the chief guy, and he's got to be restrained, you MF-er, and get out of my house, and he's being held back. Well, this after the Niner fan has gone up and smashed his own TV over and over again, and this, this thing is cracked, ruined, just destroyed. 
The funniest part of this video is after they restrain the one guy who owns the house and they kick the chief fan out, a woman walks up with a rag and wipes the TV. It's now smashed and it's not usable, but she's like, clean this off. So again, none of them are real. I fully believe that, but they're still entertaining. I can, st- like, if somebody goes, why do you watch wrestling? I don't watch wrestling anymore, but it's entertainment. I don't care if it's real. These videos, they're wonderful. I fully believe people go out two days before the Super Bowl, they buy their new TV, and when their team loses, they smash it and go viral. There were videos your wife took of you oh God. standing oh, in front of the screen. Yeah, this was during the uh, Falcon Patriots Super Bowl, which she was so obvious, too, by the way. I looked at her at one point and go, you're videoing me. I said, do not do this. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, well, she kept sideways. On. So was and I don't know this because my answer would be no. Was there ever a chance where you would have you snap for just a second no, and you I, punch something? No, no, not that. I went the other way. I know exactly. So Brandon Adams, our buddy, was mm-hmm. at my house the other day, and he was with me. Because you were being, it, it was the exact same, right. same thing except that half-second no. snap, and you, okay. Here's what I did. I, I don't think I'd do it either. When they lost, when the Patriots scored, like a child, I crumbled. I'm not kidding. And he, we talked about it the other night. I went down in a heap like I was shot and just – my daughter at the time, this is seven years ago. Mm-hmm. She's five years old. Her line to me is, why are you crying? <laughs> I said, I want to talk about it right now. <laughs> so, no, the anger wasn't there. It was the, I felt like somebody died. and that. So my reaction is different than ruining my own expensive TV. We had five people upstairs in the series room, and everybody else was downstairs in the non-series room. And the series room, I don't know what was going on downstairs, but we just stood there like everybody in the series room just watching. Yeah, I wouldn't have smashed anything. Picked up. Controller, turned the TV off. I went to the bathroom. When I came out, everybody else was gone, had left the house. Yeah, done. Yeah. Didn't see a word. Downstairs, there was food left out. I don't everybody typically. Gone. I don't want to ruin my own stuff. You've I, been mad before, though. At sports? Hell yes. <laughs> Try to get this out if you shut up for a second. That was on the show. Jesus. That was Dan, Never mind. Dan, Dan wouldn't stop talking. Blaspheme. But no, I get angry, but I don't want to break stuff. That's why these videos are fake. Nobody really. I'm sure it's happened. But you're videoing and the guy breaks. They're all fake and it's fine. I'm saying all we're missing is that little snap from you. Jesus. When your wife was filming. No, I was just heartbroken. That was different. And she was so obvious. She was sending them to Hoyt because if they had won, they were going to play all my reactions. Who? Well, he used to be here again. Hoyt. He's retired. Now he works with an interior decorator. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Dump that. I don't want him to know. Let me quickly get through this because I just rambled on about that. Mm. So did you all see the uh, Mark Stein report? That rival teams believe Atlanta could potentially choose to keep DeJounte Murray rather than Trey Young during this offseason. Ah! This was per Mark Stein. As I said, this is fraudulent. I don't believe it. Not saying Mark Stein is not reporting information he heard. I believe he was fed incorrect information. It was a week ago before the NBA tread deadline that the Hawks had two untouchables. They were Trey and they were Jalen Johnson. But I'm supposed to believe a week later, well, now they're open to listening on Trey Young deals. Now, maybe it's true. I, I don't believe it. There's no significant reason at all why you would trade Trey unless he wants out. Let's take that off the table for a minute. Let's say Trey doesn't want out. What would be the Hawks' impetus to want to trade him? There wouldn't be one. Um, you don't You don't all of a sudden get better trading Trey Young, even if you get a boatload of draft picks and some pennies on the dollar players. No, uh, shedding Trey Young is not what DeJounte needs for his game to finally blossom. I promise. Even if those two, let's say we agree at this point it's not working with Trey and, and, and it's not. Okay, fine. The, the obvious part is you trade DeJounte. You yep. still try to build around Trey. Now, I'll even take it to this point. Let's say in some alternate universe this was true and they traded Trey Young. You're trading an in-the-prime-of-a-career guy who scores 27, has 10 assists a game, mm-hmm. who is not the problem on the team. Okay. Let's say you traded him. And in the short term, you get better. You win some regular season games. 
The NBA has never been about caring about winning regular season games. The NBA has been about I've got a star, I've got to try to attract another star, and then build enough pieces around them to win in the playoffs. I've seen the Hawks win in the playoffs with Trey. They went to an Eastern Finals, and who knows, if not for a turned ankle, what that would have looked like. You're not going to, with a group, I saw the 2015 Hawks as an example of what I mean. 60 wins was a blast. That team had no chance to win a championship, and we saw that when we ran into LeBron. One great player derailed the whole 60-win season. So by trading Trey, not that he's LeBron, but you saw what Trey did in that playoff run against the Knicks, partly against the Sixers, and then against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is fraudulent. Don't buy this, people. This is not real. Trey, again, if Trey doesn't want out, Tony Ressler is not trading his cash cow, and the front office is not trading the one guy that they have an answer with because he's that good that you need to build around. You I don't only, buy it. A franchise only trades a guy like Trey, who's still youngish in his career. He's very young. If you're in Canada and he says the taxes and the money sucks up here, I'm give me an America. Um, if he's openly feuding with the coach, which is not happening, he's openly not happy being here, which is not the case yet. Like all of the things on the list, there are superstars who get traded. It happens. And it will. He'll get to that point. This here. is the second best player the Hawks have had in this city. Mm-hmm. But you agree. It'll get there. I don't it's know. Tr- was it Bob Pettit? I don't know who Bob. I, well, he's but, in St. Louis. Yes, yeah, I'm true. saying Bob Pettit, I'm sure was an all timer in this city. Nick, Trey. Trey's 25 years old. I won't blame him when he gets to a point two, three years from now if this is still the same. He gets to Dame point. Where he goes, I want out. It's just not happening. I don't blame him. That's not. I wouldn't be mad at him. It's not on him at all. They've had chance after chance to surround him with stuff, and they still have to get it right, and they haven't. And he has to look at the front office and wonder what the hell are we doing. He's got to look at the owner and wonder what the hell are we doing. Like, he's got to have all these questions. But this offseason, unless he wants out, which I don't think he will, they're not trading him. This stuff is just all fraudulent. Dame is, a, I think, a pretty good example. He said for four, five, six years, no, I love Portland. No, I want to bring a championship here with me. And finally, he's like, yeah, I'll go play with Giannis. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, eventually, you get to that point. He waited and waited and waited. All right, coming up, the uh, Falcons have tried this offseason misdirection before. Trade the MVP. <laughs> I said don't trade the MVP. Right. I said you can't. No, you're it doing happens great. all the time. Oh, I said, you just said that. All y'all. You're doing great. Uh, the Falcons have tried this offseason misdirection before, and they probably will again. We'll tell you what it is next. So she said, what's the problem, baby? What's the problem? I don't know. Well, maybe I'm in love, love. Think about it every time I think about it. Can't stop thinking about it. How much longer Chuck and Chernoff on this Valentine's Eve. I don't say this flippantly. I mean it. We love you. True. Really true. Where would this show be? We wouldn't be 16th best afternoon show in America without the listeners. I'll tell you that right now. Me and more. We do. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, we're with you until uh, 6 o'clock on The Fan. That's on FM at 93.7. AM at 680 and the 680 The Fan mobile app. The 4 o'clock hour of the show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com. For a free estimate. So DT told you in the update, ESPN and the uh, college football player for an agreement for another six years, $7.8 billion in the extension. Now, Bob Thompson, who is the uh, former head of Fox Sports, uh, he was the president of Fox Sports Network and co-founder of the Big Ten Network, saw the deal and said, seems light to me. He says, um, let's do it this way. Let's say the four first round games next season are worth 15 million each, 60 million. Add to that year 11 of the current deal on the reported 685 million per year average and you're around 895 million in year 11, 935 million in year 12. 
Now, I don't want to get lost in the weeds here, but he says discount the $1.3 billion average on the new six-year deal back to year one, and you're still at $1.1 billion, so an increase of only 25% from last year of the stale 12 billion, or the 12-year deal from year one. He said maybe there were no other bidders. I find that interesting. That he would have thought a bigger it's increase. It's not a bad like No, not a bad deal. Yeah, the if, biggest criticism, I thought it would be more yes, of an increase. Maybe some meat left on the bone. I don't know. Again, I have no idea who the other bidders are. All right, well, this some. is one thing. If we haven't thought about this, can we go back? I hate to even do this. Can we go back in time four years ago? Okay. Um, it was after the shutdown and then that June or July. Jab, jab. Y'all remember getting a draft of a letter from the Pac-12 Scholarship Athletes Coalition? We want 50% of the conference revenue. Name, image, likeness was the pivot, folks. Wait a minute. They're coming for our money. Let's distract them. Let them get their own money. So they sent them out into the business world and said, go get a deal with Milo's Tea or Lamborghini. I don't care, but we're not paying you was basically what they said. They disguised it as we will now allow you to go get name, image, likeness. Give three, four, five years kind of to come around. Players are coming back for the school's money now, for the conference, for the TV money. It's not just going to be because they were asking for it four years ago and they got distracted. They're going to remember it. Coming up in five minutes if you hate the Mets. I was rooting like hell for the Braves. I haven't heard from Sal in a minute, huh? The Mets embarrassed themselves and their fan base. That's typical. But if you hate the Mets, Chuck says you'll hate or you'll love this next topic. Well, you want to talk about the Super Bowl? No, we don't want to do that. We're good. We'll get to that in five. I do want to talk about something that happened uh, on Super Bowl Sunday night. I don't know if you guys saw this at 10.46 p.m. We were all watching a former Jets cast off by the name of Miko Hardman, former Georgia product, who scored the game-winning touchdown for the Chiefs. That was at 10.46 p.m., so I know we were all watching that. Did you guys know at 10.59, the New York Jets Twitter account announced they have new uniforms coming in April of 2024? (laughs) 13 minutes after a former Jet Scores the biggest touchdown on the biggest stage with 200 million people watching. The New York Jets are like, we got uniforms coming. They waited at least. 13 minutes. This is what clown franchises like the Jets and Falcons. This is what they do. We mentioned this a a minute ago. Teams like this will try misdirection. We're doing new uniforms every three years. Or we're doing something to try to grab some mainstream attention to distract you from the fact we aren't good at the football stuff. So in lieu of the fact that we're not good at the football stuff, we can change the uniform. Now, you'll notice teams like the Chiefs and Steelers, they don't have to do this. The Ravens don't change unis much, or the Packers or the 49ers. I'm sure they've all tweaked uniforms, but the Falcons have have done their share of uniform switches and upgrades over the last three decades. I can distinctly remember being 13 years old in 1990, and Jerry Glanville came in, and we are back Back in black. Back in black. Huge deal. Great uh, marketing effort. The Falcons were so boring in the 80s outside of Dion. They were like, okay, we're back in black. Here we go. But then it changed quickly during the Mike Vick era. We wanted more sleek, futuristic uniforms. Remember the that? piping down the sides and the little red panels. and The old Falcon didn't look fast enough. Mm-hmm. We needed a sleek Oh, They Falcon. changed the logo. Wing down? Yeah. Uh-uh. Tilt that be back. Okay. Then during the Matt Ryan era, we changed it again. And I feel like just a few years ago, they did it again with like five different uniform oh, combos. gradient. The dumb yeah. gradient jerseys. I've never really caught on to that one, really. Where they had the ATL now on the front, and it's... I, I would tell the Falcons, you're in Georgia. A lot of really simple, awesome things you can do with red and black. They used to. You don't have to <laughs> really come up with something new. The first helmet had a red stripe 
It had a gold stripe. It, it had a black stripe. They were like, let's play to Tech. Let's play to Georgia. Let's play to the Falcons. Now, I'll be clear. Switching jerseys is probably not a big deal at all. It's good business. It's good marketing. But it is also window dressing and a distraction. And the teams like the, the Jets, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Jags, the Lions, these are teams who are like, oh, what can we do? They sit around in their marketing meetings, and there are not many things you can do if you're not good at the football stuff. So outside of the football stuff, they're like, what can we do? And then Timmy, the marketing intern, yells, what if we change the uniforms? Well, this will be the third time we've done it in 11 years. I know, but that's all we have at this point. Timmy, front and center. To distract the public from the fact that we're not good at the football stuff. All right, stuff. everybody knows the Falcons were red and black, right? New ideas, everybody. All right, ready? Black and red. All right, what if, <gasps> Timmy! What if the wing goes up now on the bird? Oh. This is like, what if we put ATL on the front? Like, we do all these things. And again, it's not a big deal that you change jerseys. It's just a misdirection tactic. It'd be nice if you were good at football. So you don't have to do any of this. I did, now, again, not fair, not fair, not fair, not fair, not fair. I dare say put a picture of Terry Bradshaw next to picture of Mason Rudolph, the uniform. Probably pretty damn close. Right. Packers, same way. I, they Cowboys. don't really get into the crap about let's, They don't let's, have to. Let's manufacture some excitement. Don't have to. But it's it's all the same team. It's all this group of, like, it's us and Jets and Lions and Panthers and the teams that just – we're a bunch of tryhards. <laughs> Every once in a while, we'll get it right. We can't sustain it, though. <laughs> we have that good year, and it's like, if you notice, the two greatest years in Falcon histories were just surprises. Not when you have a bunch of attention and expectation. It's so hard in sports to do what the Chiefs just did. The Chiefs come in every year of Mahomes. It's like championship or it's a failure of a season. They did it again. So when the Falcons win the NFC South in 98, make the run through the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, it was such a pleasant, wonderful surprise. Then they had all that expectation on them at 99, and they broke. They won like five games. The same thing after 16. They had all the expectation. At least they got back to the playoffs, and then after 17, they broke. But we have different uniforms. Isn't that fun? The bird, the wing, goes up. That's a nice change of pace. All right, coming up in five minutes, I think it's fair to say the Braves have their version of Patrick Mahomes, with one giant exception. Didn't he have a dad bod photo? Uh. Yes, we're not body shaming, but Mahomes' body is not the same body you would see if you were looking at a ripped, six-packed, abbed guy. But again, we're not body shaming. We're not doing that. I'll get to that for in uh, five minutes. But let me remind you, for over two decades, you all have helped us make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers. Since 2001, 6 of the Fan has proudly aired the Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon. And thanks to the generous, uh, generous support of you all, our listeners, our clients, and, of course, our staff, we have been able to raise over $2 million to support the vital work of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and we're doing it again this Friday, the 23rd, or excuse me, this Friday for the 23rd Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon. We're going to be broadcasting from Beaver Toyota incoming. It'll be all hosted by your favorite 680 The Fan cast of characters, and we ask on that day that you give back yet again. It's always a huge effort that you guys help us. For all the info on how you can make that donation, to take a look at the early incentive items available when you make a donation, visit 680thefan.com right now. So if you hate the Mets, Chuck says you'll love this. So I'm listening. Yeah, huge drama. Pitchers and catchers tomorrow. Yeah. Huge drama is about to hit the Mets, and players haven't even shown up yet. Uh, Pete Alonzo is playing this season on a one-year $20.5 million deal. Unless the Mets and Encino Man agree on an extension, Bruz in free agency after the season. All right, that's done. 
The new GM, David Stearns, said this, Matthew, at the GM meetings in November. Quote, I'm generally of a mind to keep these conversations out of the public dialogue, keep them behind closed door with the player. I think they're most productive that way. Yesterday, speaking to the media, not Alonzo, to reporters, quote, best thing for Pete is to have a great regular season, and then both he and the team will be set up for the offseason. That basically says uh, you're going to go get paid somewhere else. Now, he says when you have a player who's good, who's entering his final year of club control, who happens to be represented by Scott Boris, these things generally end up in free agency, comma, and we understand that. This is an organization that's dealt with that before with really good players, and we've always ended up in a perfectly fine spot. Um, he just said we're not paying Pete Alonzo. Now, good for them. Um, he has one really good talent. It's mashing baseballs over the fence. He doesn't do a whole lot else other than that. Um, and in two months, the GM, the new GM has said, uh, no, I'll talk to Pete and his representatives and we'll keep it. And now he's like, no, 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 We're not going to sign him. Best thing for Pete. And again, this is a quote, have a great season. Says, I haven't talked to him yet. Says, best thing for Pete, go out, have a great year. Let's have a great year as a team. And if we do that, we're both going to be ready as an organization and Pete, we're both going to be set up well going in the off season. This is another thing that struck me, Matt. The new GM of the Mets said, speaking of Mets goals, his goal is to be capable of 84 wins. Now, the reason I say that is Arizona made the playoffs with 84 wins last year, and there was another National League team that got in with 84 wins, Mm -hmm. um, the Marlins. He said his goal is to, quote, be in contention to be a playoff caliber team. Playoff caliber in the National League means 84 wins to be in contention to be a playoff caliber team. Um, I know it's a rebuild, and I know he's tearing down a $335 million uh, roster, et cetera, uh, and it's probably the right decision to not break off Alonzo. But why? Why do you say that? Why, why would you? They have all the money in the world. Why is it a good decision not to sign Alonzo? I don't think he's a very good baseball player, not oh, for the 35 or $37 million so, that he's going to want. If I gave you a blind resume and said you can get a guy with 53 and 120, 37 and I understand all that 40 and 131 he's got one elite 46 talent. and 118 but it's the most important talent that's not how they're gonna dig their way out of so this he, hole he's got a career 136 OPS plus he slugs a career 528 they have all the money in the world they're, mm-hmm. they're dumb for not re-signing him Pete Alonso is not a perfect player but they're a flawed baseball team that's gonna look for answers and if it's just money that's a super flawed player though so it's not, Chuck He's 40 homers a year. I understand that. Like, I love my first baseman. He's not a perfect player, but they have all the money in the world. So you replace Pete with what? Well, you can't borrow your way out of debt just like you can't. Yeah, but they're not in debt. Get your, no, it's an example. Just like you can't get yourself to be an elite club by signing flawed players to the most mm. expensive contract in franchise history. You already have a flawed player at shortstop with Lindor making $32 million. Yeah, There's no cap. It doesn't matter. I, I disagree. I don't want Alonzo over what I have in Matt Olson, but I want Alonzo over what they think they're going to add at first base. It's all. It's just money. I wouldn't know why they would. I don't trust the Mets to get stuff right. I describe them as baseball's version of the Falcons. Pete Alonzo is far from a perfect player, but you promised me a guy who hits 40 and 120 I, every year, I'll grab him. I read everything he said in November. I read everything he said yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's apparently their opinion about Pete Alonzo mm-hmm. is just go have a great year and then we'll forget that. Why both be set up. So why not trade him? 
Oh, I don't know. You have to ask him. I don't, maybe, I, <laughs> it's not available to me. Maybe. What I'm saying is, why would you just let him leave? Why wouldn't you try to trade him before this season begins if you know you're not going to sign him or at the deadline now? Well, he's the new GM, so maybe it was a different philosophy last summer. I have no idea. No, I think it's a mistake. If I'm the Mets, who's a lost franchise, I need young, talented players, and if it's just money, so what? When asked about uh, season success, quote, success can be defined a lot of different ways. I was like, oh, boy. Uh, certainly our expectation going into the season, we're going to have a quality team that wins games in his competitive playoff caliber team. It's probably being honest. They're not a good roster. They're not. But I could, It is a massive, massive job he has on his hands. They got rid of their two best pitchers because of age. They have what they like at shortstop, and then they have a bunch of things they traded for. So they like the catcher a little bit. They're also in a really bad division for them because the Braves are the Braves mm-hmm. and the Phillies are good, and the Marlins might be sort of that next uh, team so they're being honest with that, that if we can be a competitive team, I just don't know how long they'll have the patience. And this is what I get back to with Alonzo. The owner can say, I'm going to let the GM run it his way. That owner's not going to live with patience of not being relevant for three or four years. Like, it's going to kill him not to go spend in, in, in New York with the Yankees and the back pages and the attention. That just you doesn't fit. You get up fit. to $30-plus million per season. There are only so many guys in the game. There's more of them, but there's only so many guys at that level. I can't have my guy be so blatantly in advance yeah, limited. If you're telling me it's $30 million a year for Alonzo, I'm paying him. Like, I mean. Metal. I need you to do something besides play first base, okay? Why? Literally, all he does is hit home runs. You know, mm-hmm. Like, if he's a shortstop, if he's a right fielder, if he can do something other than come know. up five times a night like, and swing hard. Last year was 46-118 and 118 with a 122 OPS plus and a 504 slugging, and that was a down year, and he plays 150 games a year. I don't know. Again, not perfect, but if I'm the Mets, I would do it. Um, Let's talk about a better player. He's the Patrick Mahomes of the Braves. That would be Ronald Acuna. These are both generational talents who anytime they step on their field of choice, they're the best talent. Just on the stage that they're on, they're the best talent. Ronnie is a generational talent. Patrick Mahomes is that. They both have MVPs. They're both shortlist players. Here's the difference. Mahomes has delivered on the biggest stages, even when the pieces around him don't deliver. And, folks, this is not a shot at Ronnie at all. This is a, I need more from Ronnie on the biggest stage. Ronald's had postseason moments, right? The Dodger Grand Slam. He had some stuff in the, I think, the bubble you know, playoff. He's had some moments. But he also, just on, on the whole, has just been okay in the playoffs. He's hit 257, three home runs, nine RBIs, 17 runs scored in 29 postseason games. That's fine. That's not enough from your best player. That's not enough from the generational talent who I need one of these postseasons to carry me. Now, football, quarterbacks, and baseball stars, it's different. But you guys get my point. Like, Jorge Soler should not have more defining moments than Ronnie. And I can go to a World Series in 21 where Jorge led the World Series off with a home run, hit a game Winning at that at that point in the game was the go ahead home run against the Astros in Game Four, and then hit the bomb her around the world in Game Six. I need Ronnie to have one of those, and I think he will, but he hasn't had it yet. This past series against the Phillies, I was convinced Chuck that he was going to go off. I was convinced that Ronnie was going to have a six series and a sick mm-hmm. postseason. The closest he came was a ball deep into the left field corner against Kimbrel in the seventh inning with the bases loaded, but the ball died, and so did the Braves. Again, this is not a shot at Ronnie. This is a compliment to to Mahomes that a generational talent on the biggest stage, Mahomes never, double negative, never doesn't deliver. Like, he always seems to come up big. I need Ronnie this time around or in the next three years when they're in the postseason. He's got to have one of those. Like, I'll give you a baseball comp. 
You remember this when Carlos Beltran midseason was traded to the Astros. He killed the Braves. In fact, carried the Astros to a World Series and went off and then got paid in a stupid way. We saw Bryce Harper carry the Phillies two years ago to the World Series. Ronnie's more than got that in him. He's got that kind of, I'll carry you guys on my back for three weeks. I need to have that. Like, if I'm going to win more championships from the Braves, your best player has to go and carry you sometimes, even when the stuff around him is not working. You can't say it's a small sample anymore. It's not, I mean, It's huge. a small playoff sample. Yeah, he yeah. hadn't played as many you know, World Series games as Yogi Berra or somebody, but uh, it's not a small postseason sample anymore. It's, I mean, it's not, well, he's new or, well, he missed it with an injury. No, he's been around for a few rounds. So um, the, the, what you just hit, though, they won a championship without him, which yeah. is... Like he was had that first half in that year that was he was on his way to an MVP in in twenty one, but Eddie Rosario had the three weeks of his life. Now I don't know that anybody's ever going to be expected or asked, "Hey, you go hit three sixty three for this full playoff run or hit four twenty the way uh, Eddie did against the Dodgers." But Ronnie's more than got that in him. So again, not a shot at him. It's a he knows it. He's got to be that guy on that stage to be like, "MFers, come with me. I'm that good, and I'm going to carry us home." and when they get there again this October with more pressure than they had every year, they don't win at the pressure mounts. And that's where you got to have Ronnie go. I don't care about the pressure. Mahomes doesn't it. This is what I marvel about these great athletes that Mahomes played that game Sunday. Like he was playing week two against the Patriots, just making every throw, every run in the big moment. And he didn't look phased for the Braves this year. Part of the, and for the Cunha specifically, uh, part of the challenge is, they like it wasn't a fluke last year. They're not going to hit 300 home runs again. I wouldn't Who expect. Cares? Doesn't matter. Whatever but, they hit. But it wasn't a fluke. They really like Matt Olson really is good enough to do that. Michael Harris, I've said he's the one. He's going to be even better than he played last year. Um, it's going to the challenge is no matter what you're doing in the regular season, we're on a record setting pace. There's going to be that little thing, even if nobody says it. Yeah, we got to get to October. Yeah, the regular season's the fun part. Got to get to October. Postseason's all the pressure, and can you deal with the pressure? So no matter what you're doing yeah. in the regular season, it's going to be kind of a arm's length sort of. No, I'm not. Last year it was oh my gosh, all the home runs. Well, people have a choice. The choice is like you just said. Oh, so what? It's the regular season. I separated as, like I said, I think the regular season. Well, I'm talking fine. about for the players. No, I know. But what I'm saying, the fans will receive it as, I don't care what you do in the regular season. I receive it as, God, this is fun. And now when you get on that October stage, can you deal with the mounting pressure? Because everybody's pointing at you as the favorite to win for the For whatever it's worked to me, I take baseball just like Braves baseball. It's the six-month thing that is just there every night. And so I want to see them win. So I, the regular season matters. Big, big, big deal. And I get jazzed every night when they win a ball game, especially if it's against the stinking Mets or the Phillies. Um, but you're right. There is a fan thing about, well, we got to get to October. And that may have already happened, happened with the Braves. Sure. But uh hadn't happened with me. And I'm talking about the players. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be just waiting around for the postseason because we know we're good enough to get there anyway. I, uh-uh. I don't think that'll happen. This organization's pretty good about Which that. Which is why they didn't just run it back yeah. completely. Yeah. All right, coming up, if you thought this local coach was just a coach, the Kang explains why he's so much more than that. Next. Want even more great sports? I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away. We're trying to save you on this Valentine's Eve. We will give away another Save Your Valentine's Day prize package, a gift pack, in about 10 minutes. If you haven't gotten to the store at this point, it's over. Let us save Valentine's Day for you with another V-Day prize package with Chuck and Chernoff on the fan at 5 o'clock.
You can hear us, by the way. We're on FM <laughs> at 93.7. We are still AM in it, trying it at 680, and, of course, available to you on the 680 The Fan mobile app. That app is like the herp. You just take it everywhere you go. We're still uh, sort of bathing in the aftermath of the uh, most-watched Super Bowl of all time, and the impact is far-reaching, Charles, for everybody involved. Did you see so far the impact on Ursher? From his halftime performance. Oh, uh, normally what happens, there's a, like multiple spikes of individual song yep. sales and et cetera. So here's what we know. Uh, Joe Pompliano at Front Office Sports had this. Spotify streams are up 550% for Usher. Concert ticket prices up 40% just 24, 48 as, uh, hours after the Super Bowl. And one of those includes coming back to Atlanta at State Farm Arena. Now, we'll have a full impact in the next couple of weeks because we had it for Rihanna after she performed. Now, hers were not just Spotify or music. There were a lot of business interests for her that she benefited. So we'll see what the overall impact for Usher is. Do you want a very unfun statement? This is a commentary on our celebrity worship society. Okay. Um, Then when you see it's the obsession, and Taylor Swift is, I mean, the like ground zero of this, um, that she shuts down the whatever it was, the American Express or Capital One or whoever was sponsoring the Ticketmaster, the sales. Um it's just, it is a commentary on how celebrity-obsessed we are. Sure. Now, the Daily Loud reported that Usher got paid $671. That's like the scale. Scale. He'll end up making $100 million if you combine streaming sales, concert tickets, and endorsements on the back end. My goodness. Now, clarify again, <laughs> CeeLo was not... No, no CeeLo Green. It was Jermaine Dupree who looked like CeeLo Green. We all thought he was CeeLo. Okay. Like, what is CeeLo doing here? And Luda, et cetera. Sure. Um, does Little he John. break them off? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know that. I think he invests in some towels because I was legit concerned about his sweating. Like Usher, I thought was about to pass out. What's that sweating thing? What's that? Uh, like I was concerned somebody was going to spray him. Oh, then down. he got married afterwards. He did. He did get yeah. married after fondling Alicia Keys in yes, a very he did. like. Uh, wow! My mm-hmm. goodness! I mean, he was comfortable with Alicia, and she's laughing, having a good time. I don't know. Hey, you got Here's very what friendly. I'm thinking though that thing that she was wearing had like. Pieces of glitter and was, sparklies and all that. So, was like, he wasn't dazzled. actually touching or her. No, he, I think he was touching, like, the sparkly plastic stuff I got on news her. for you. He was touching her. Oh, like, he was, oh it was, well, all right. Never was mind. He was doing a lot of, like, mouth motions, there too. He was. Like, ooh. It was like, all right, Usher. You do you. Have yourself a So, he's a texting blast. his fiance, look, you be at the chapel. As right. a third quarter, I'm there, honey. Honey, you know. I just got to finish this thing. I got a thing, and then I'll be at the chapel. This is all performance. I don't really. This is not me. It's I don't just, even want to be here. That's exactly right. Uh, so if you thought one local coach was just a coach, Charles says he's so much more. Yeah, he's a thing now, um, as in the Brent Key thing. Hiring a coach who really does want to be a head coach, career aspirations, has made the stops, has been a position coach, a coordinator, all of this other stuff, really does want to be a coach. But hiring a coach who really wants to coach there, his alma mater, where two things happen, Matt. He may work for less. And he may not leave as soon as a better job comes sniffing around. Alternately known as the Clark Lee at Vanderbilt thing or now the Deshaun Foster at UCLA thing. Hire a guy who will come a little cheaper and he may not cut and run the very first chance. Um, this is someone who, like in the pie graph, I always talk about. This is like 19% of the reason that he'll take the job and stay is because he loves the program. Chip Kelly, did he love UCLA? I don't know. Does Steve Sarkeesian love Texas? I don't know. 
Uh, for most people, it's Will Muschamp. Now, he was just very upfront at South Carolina. He's like, they asked, you're playing Georgia and Daddy's He's like, whoa, 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 we is whoever pays you. He says, that's the bot. We is whoever pays you. That's how most coaches are. I don't think Brent Key is like that. I don't think Deshaun Foster. I think if, if you're Clark Lee and you're at Vanderbilt and you got spit on and kicked on and all that other stuff because you played football at Vanderbilt uh, and you had to go play Alabama and Florida and Georgia, all the big schools, and now it's 25 years later and you're back and you're going through the same crap, um, Clark Lee is a little personal and angry about this. That little extra thing, it has become a thing because of the economics of college football. Who of our alumni mm-hmm. might be a, re- a realistic candidate, and those guys are starting to go to the front of the line. So let's do a what if. What if Brent Key follows the George O'Leary trajectory, where when George came back, he was following a disaster in Bill Lewis. He was. The same way Brent is following a disaster in Jeff Collins. And it took George a minute, but he went from 0-3 as an interim, then went 6-5, and 5-6, five, five and six, and then all of a sudden things took off. Seven wins, ten wins, nine wins, eight wins. He was wins. running the defense. Yeah. Ralph had the keys on offense. And Now, he wasn't a Georgia Tech grad. didn't play there. But when Notre Dame calls, he's like, I got to go. So what if Brent gets the program on those kind of like – now, he's, I, th- I saw he had the 33rd ranked recruiting class in America. It's not nothing for Georgia Tech. That's pretty good. He has a nine-win year, a nine-win year, and a ten-win year, and Notre Dame calls or – Clemson calls or somebody calls. All of those are massively better jobs. With triple the money. Massively better. Do you better. think the, the appeal of being a, a jacket keeps him? Because I don't. Like, I love my alma mater. If I'm okay. him, like, that job is too I good s- to pass up. I said two things. Where he may work for less, and he is working for less. Oh, like, he is the now. is part of it, yeah, okay? No question. And he may not leave the first time a better job comes sniffing around. Now, this is the example. You may get four seasons instead of three. You may get a fifth season instead of a fourth. Um, at some point, who was I looking at today? There was somebody. Oh, um, Bush Hamden. If, if you, he's the OC at Boise. Okay, Love him. This is what Boise has. If you hadn't looked, like, I don't know, next time we're at Harris, they've got eight starters returning. Nobody has starters coming back now. It's, you change everything. They have eight starters returning on offense, and they have a transfer that they already know is going to start. Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback who transferred out of Southern Cal from Lincoln Riley. He's like, yeah, I'm going to Boise to play for Bush Hamden and those eight on offense. Do you know how much Hamden makes at Boise as OC? 275. Kentucky apparently is calling off for a million and a half. Like, do you even call your wife or do you tell her, meet me in Lexington? I'm going to make six times. 275 or 0.5. Or seven times. And I'm sitting here trying to pitch, but he's got the starters coming back and the quarterback, and he's like, 1.5. See, but at that point, I don't put the onus on Brent. I put the onus on Georgia Tech. Are you going to play in the big leagues? So let's say your coach gets to the point where he's really wanted. Are you going to play in the big leagues? Deshaun Foster. This is I've talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, there are positions that we look at, and it's not fair. But you're not really a coach. You're the running backs coach or the wide receivers coach. Not fair that he's running the program now, folks. Yep, yep, yep. Like UCLA, like big, they're in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and they hired a guy who's never been a head coach before. They're like, all right, we lost Chip Kelly. I don't know as good offensive mind as there is Deshaun. You'll do it for less. Here you go. It's the Brent Key thing, the Clark Lee thing, and you have some success and hope you can hang on to it. You guys like me that every time you're at UCLA and then somebody says they're in the Big Ten, you want to correct them. <laughs> That's going to happen for a while. I just I got to remember where everybody is now playing their uh, conference football. All right, coming up, the Falcons could be just 27 days away from finding their next starting quarterback. 28 to 3. What does that oh. have to do with anything? Weird. Plus, the Braves will have to make a very interesting choice this spring.
We'll tell you what it is next. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.